2018 was an incredible year. After years of podcasting, Mark Felian got cast in the Norwegian reality TV show Alt for Norge. And just like that, I came down with an especially aggressive case of cancer, basal cell carcinoma, that left me with a giant scar on my right shoulder and enormous medical bills to pay. This year, the cancer is back, and right during the middle of preparing for a bodybuilding contest. My birthday was spent going back and forth with doctors to schedule radiation therapy to nuke the tumor on my arm. Today we take a look at cancer. Whee! A look at the highs and lows life brings us as we reflect on the week's news and trends. Plus, Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon come out as unemployed. The Missouri Trans Stitch Forum is down after people spam it. Barry Humphreys, the drag queen comedian best known as Dame Edna, died. He was 89. And please visit GoFundMe to help Fausto fight cancer, because I can't do this podcast on my own. <laughs> or can I? You decide. I'm Fausto Fernos. I'm Mark Fillion. And this is Feast of Fun. You know what's the worst thing about having cancer? What's that? Is listening to people talking about cancer. Really? Why? Uh, you know, you just tell people that you have cancer and suddenly they're like, you gotta take apple cider vinegar. That'll get rid of it. And I'm jiffy. And you're just like... Oh my God, I thought you were like completely normal, sane person. And now you're giving me this like, you know. Have people really said that to you? Oh yeah, uh, all the time. I mean, back in 2018 they okay. did. And this year again, it, it's happening again. So Well, it's just, you know, the idea of getting yeah. radiation or surgery is very scary to people. So they always think of like, what's, what's the al alternative? Well, it's great that we have the alternative to have radiation therapy because that was not an option in 2018. No. This is the future. We live in it. Mm -hmm. So uh, for people who are not familiar, so on, on you know my right shoulder, they took a giant chunk of flesh off. And that was because the doctors were like, well, it's growing really, really, really fast based on just the, you know, because we detected it. I think we were at the Austin Drag Festival in November. And then in January, I started seeing the the tumor on the shoulder, and I thought it was like a someone had burned me with a cigarette. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, maybe I was just so drunk at that party that you know somebody ran into me with a cigarette and then left a burn, and I just didn't notice it. It is possible I was wearing an open neck shoulder dress, and sexy, sex, very sexy. You know, looking showing off the body, honey. And uh, and that and then that tumor just grew really really fast, and so they were like, "Well, this could be carcinoma or melanoma. We don't really know, but it's growing really fast. So we want to." The woman who was doing it, the doctor, she uh, just went really pale, and she was like, "We're doing this immediately." And so she did the surgery, and while I was doing the surgery, I was like, "Can I film this, like Orlan? So you know, I can I bring like flowers and plastic lobsters and musicians and stuff?" And, and they were like, "Yes." <laughs> she was like, "Absolutely not." No, they don't want you filming surgery because in case something goes wrong, you'll, you'll use you it against them in a court of law. Oh yeah, of course. I'm going to sue the doctor for let not my plastic lobsters getting in the way of. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? It's like, so do you guys know who Orlan is, the performance artist who inspired Lady Gaga? Well, Lady Gaga, didn't she try and sue Lady Gaga? Or something like that. Yeah, Lady yeah. Gaga was like, you know, Lady Gaga's like, I'm really inspired by you. And she's like, I'm inspired too. Here's a lawsuit for stealing <laughs> shit from me. But yeah, so uh, Orlan was a performance artist who was popular in MTV Europe in the 1980s. And one of her outrageous things that she did was getting plastic surgery to look like the figures of Western beauty. And so she kind of compared herself to Frankenstein's bride and, and uh, got her hair to look like Frankenstein's bride, got uh, horns like Moses, you know, like in the well of Moses, the sculpture, uh, which I guess is- They're not horns. They're not horns. They're, they're supposed they're to be rays of light. Rays of light, but they look like horns, you know, and bumps on mm -hmm. her forehead. And um, she uh, got all kinds of plastic surgery and, you know, letting winding up looking like not- Freakish. Freakish, you know. And all throughout the process, she would film it for MTV Europe and have like music that was like, I remember going, beep, beep, dee, 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 and she's reading. That weird Euro electronica. French feminism. It's like the semiotics text of the postmodernism and the stru capitalist structure is, <laughs> she's getting opened up. Her face is getting sucked. She's getting liposuction, all this stuff. 
And I was like, this would be really funny to film it and stuff. And, you know, and of course the doctor was like, absolutely not. So when she pulled it out, she was like in her third trimester. And I said to her, I was like, well, you've heard of women like eating the placenta to get strong after giving birth to the baby. Can I eat the cancer? And she's like, absolutely not. <laughs> no. Why would you want She had to? no sense of humor, you know, and you know, all my friends, including you, when I told them about it, they were just like shaking and shivering and really saddened and upset. Yeah. Well, it's sad when you get cancer. Yeah. Because you never know where it's going to end up. Well, and, you know, since then, I've done research about it. And basically, um, if this is a warning sign or, or a call to action to all our listeners, especially listeners with darker skin tones, um, if you're if you're an African-American or dark skinned Latino person or Asian person, you're more likely to die from skin cancer because the doctors don't catch it in time. Because on your skin, which is, you know, white, pinkish, uh, it was it was very red. And so it was noticeable. I'm a day walker and grew up in the Caribbean in the 80s mm-hmm. where Ben de Soleil said, if you're not brown, you're not going down. Well, and that, you know, the yeah. thing is, is like and that's, they say like most of those kind of the damage that you get from the sun is done before the age of 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And so you were out and about and you didn't even have sunscreen back then, right? And I have a half sister, Jaji, who is... A sun worshiper mm-hmm. is a polite way of putting it. She's like addicted to, she's a tanorexic. Mm-hmm. And she, to my knowledge to this day, she has never had any skin cancer, which blows my mind. My father on his right shoulder, on his right tricep, uh, right in that area between the two of them, he had skin cancer and that wasn't caught. And he basically had to lose like a portion of his tricep. Oh, damn. And my mother's like, that almost killed your father. And so, you know, so but you got yeah. it early, and it's going to we be, got it early, and it's yeah. going to be non-invasive surgery. You're getting radiation. Well, so basically, that the uh, in 2020, um, the FDA approved a new form of treatment to basically not do surgery, but to do radiation. The same X-rays that you get done when you go to, in fact, it's I think it's even the same machine. Um, but is it a stronger? It's got to be a stronger X-ray or something. It's right? not actually. Uh, well, it's it's. I'm sure it's a little bit stronger, but it's basically. Uh, seven to eight, 10 weeks of therapy. So m- very small dosages of, of radiation on the, on the tumor. And then over the course of weeks, the tumor starts to die off and it's 99% effective. Um, the good ni- news about that is, is cause I was like, well, there goes the bodybuilding contest. There goes a lot of things in my life. I'm basically having to take, you know, I, I don't know where I'm going to like work and, you know, cause I have to take time to, to heal. But um, and to get the surgery. But now it's like I can still continue to go to work. I can still lift. Everything is going as planned. However, the bill came in. <laughs> it's like and even with insurance, Fox with and insurance, I both have insurance. We have health insurance in the United States. The deductible, the out of pocket maximum is five thousand dollars. And it was like it was basically like four thousand and two hundred or three hundred dollars and six cents. And I was like, that six cents is just a little extra. Fuck you. <laughs> I just want you to know. And I was like, so mad about it. I was like, what? Why are you guys not rounding this down? It's like, would you want us to round it up? Well, if it's below 50 cents, uh, if it's above 50 cents and you round up, if it's like 49, then you should round down. Or round it down. It you know, it's like, it just seems really cruel, you know? And so like, thankfully, but the weirdest thing is the radiologist, she's a bodybuilder. And so she was like, tell, she was like telling me, it's like, yeah, I, I've had other uh, bodybuilder patients uh, go through the same thing. And so this is, re- this is the future. And so the reason we were sharing this is of course, we're doing a crowdfunding campaign to pay f- for the uh, radiation and also uh, just to raise awareness, to get yourself screened for cancer, especially if you're over 40 mm-hmm. and if you had dark skin tones, go find a dermatologist or a skin cancer specialist that deals with darker skin tones because most, uh, and I guess there was a awareness campaign that was running last month that basically darker skin tones are uh, more likely to die because they don't catch it. And a lot of doctors aren't even trained to look for it. Well, and like we talked with Stephen yeah. Thrasher uh, on the health disparities between mm-hmm. people of color and other people. And so that's also one of those things that falls into that category as well is access right. to healthcare. Uh, but you know, one thing you can do is like figure out what cancer looks like, see pictures online and then examine your body, examine your partner's body. And just like you, you do like a, your self examination on your, on your chest or on your breasts, like even for men, 
check your check your titties for lumps because men get breast cancer too. Uh, check your testicles, see if there's have they grown big, have they have, are they distorted? Has something happened to them? Is one bigger than the other one? Uh, get all that stuff checked out, and those are things you can kind of do on your own. But then, if you see something alarming or if you have something concerned, definitely go see a doctor. Yeah, and you know this is like um, where it pays to have. Be a slut. Because <laughs> you had that on your arm and you're like, well, this looks like a zit. I'm just like, you need to go get that checked. Yeah. But it pays to, to, to be a slut because if you're live by yourself and you're isolated, chances are you're not going to be as likely to seek action. Yeah, but nobody's going to hook up, ask a hookup to do a cancer check for them. But you have, if you have a regular sex partner, they'll tell you, ooh, that looks doesn't look good, you yeah. know? Like my mother, um, she discovered she had breast cancer while she was masturbating. Know, and she told us that on the she's show. Like, she's like, well, <laughs> I was masturbating and I was pl- touching my nipple. And I, 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 we started laughing. And then she, was, she got mad that we were laughing. She's like, well, I'm glad you think the idea of me masturbating is funny. I'm just like, well, you were mom. You're like 70 years old and you're talking to us about like finding cancer while you're masturbating. I, but, you know, I mean. You yeah. find it. I mean, I, I love my parents. I mean, and, we yeah. laughed because it was just kind of like, you know, unusual. Not and, because we're laughing at her pain or pleasure in herself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my dad also uh, discovered cancer yeah. in, in, in a woman that he was dating. And it was one of the last times he ever had sex. This is a great story that... It also shows what kind of person my dad was. And people are like... Crazy. That makes a lot of sense why you're the way you are. So my father, um, in his later years, he moved into a nursing home and he still wanted to have an active sex life, but he knew that in nursing homes, they wouldn't let you just hook up with anybody because it was a Catholic nursing Mm -hmm. home. And my dad was not a Catholic, but the nursing home was really nice and it was in old San Juan. And so he managed to get himself in there and he got a little apartment just a block away. Like a little office apartment. He called it an office, but it was basically a, a one, a studio apartment with a bed in it. And a desk. And a a typewriter. To to write letters to the women he was like trying to pick up. And so he hooked up with this one woman on several occasions and he wrote these really beautiful love letters to her. And one, the last letter he wrote to her says, thank you, my dear, for showing me the pleasures that a man of my age was thought that would be long forgotten. However, I must confess your body is rotten, smells like death. Go see a doctor immediately. Sincerely, Gonzalo Fernos. And you know this how? Because the letter, my father did it in triplicate with carbon paper. And my sister was like helping him organize the, the, his office, his quotations office, and said, what happened to the woman? And she's like, she died of cancer. Oh. And I was like, and he said it so bluntly. <laughs> and I was just like, well, I, did you guys love each other? Mm-hmm. Did, was you close? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, but... In nursing homes, it's like people come and go, you know? Well, and also it's like, you know, cancer is one of the biggest killers of the world. It's usually you go, it's either heart disease or cancer. Well, and certainly our dear friend Jojo Baby uh, passed away because mm-hmm. complications of HIV, but also of cancer as well, mm-hmm. who had cancer in his uh, testicles and uh, Liver, lymph nodes, organs, yeah. organs, and it spread to his body. And his last days were, you know, in basically hospice care. in hospice. Yeah, so... You know, people, we, we want to be around for a long time. We want you to be around for a long time. So get that screening, um, you know, talk to your local gay and lesbian community center and find out if there's any, um, if you don't have health care, find out if you can see somebody who will basically cover the costs mm-hmm. because you don't have health care. And don't expose yourself to too much sun. <sighs> wear sunblock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I wear sunscreen yeah. all the time now and I even wear... Um, you know, I'm not so much worried about skin cancer, but just more like wrinkles and vanity. But I would like wear a handkerchief when I'm out in the like blazing sun and I don't want anything on my neck because I noticed, especially with my older brothers and sisters. And that's why it's great to be youngest because you can watch the mistakes they make. And it's like there's their necks are all kind of like wrinkly and crepey. And I'm just like, I don't want that. They look like uh, truck drivers. Yeah. <laughs> truck driver neck. <laughs> you know, because that's the thing. It's like somebody who drives for a living mm-hmm. and is always driving the same route up and down. Yeah. The 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 arm the arm that's closer to the window gets all messed up, and you can see like the difference. Well, even the, like they have photos of truck drivers' faces, even yeah, and like the side of the face that's exposed to the sun is all like saggy and wrinkly, and the other side is like fine. Well, you know, and and it's like this day and age, honey. It's like you know, the nature is is uh, 
drag queens are dying, and and it's like Barry Humphreys just passed away. At the age of 89. Goodbye, possums. <laughs> so people don't know who Damon is. Well, people in Australia, they, they all know, know who she is. Because she's from there. People from the UK know Dame Edna because they share that same kind of call treasure. And they, you know, people here in the United States, uh, we know to some degree because they've had specials and whatnot on the television. But I don't think of here in America that Dame Edna was quite the icon as it was in Australia and in the UK and Canada. Well, she had a top-rated talk show where she abused the the guests viciously. Like I remember one, it was like I think it was Larry Hagman, you oh, know, yeah. at, at the prime, uh, you know, when and this was this this was the nineteen eighties. Uh, Larry Hagman's coming down, and she had the the the, uh, the guests enter through these lavish long staircase, and she was like, "This is taking too long," and she just pulls a lever, and the staircase flattens out, and it turns into a chute. Larry Hagman falls down and slides down into a hole, and that was it. Wow. No interview. <laughs> and just all these kind of, like, pranks, and they were, like, vicious. She had a, a co-host. Her name was Madge, and she didn't. Uh, she would brag about how she didn't care about the guests. She thought they were boring, and she couldn't be bothered to remember their names. So she would be turn to uh, Madge and say, the badge, Madge. And so she, Madge writes down the name of the guest, and of course she's an, uh, she was an elderly woman, so she would mess up their name and put it on their chest. <laughs> so Larry Hagman would have a thing that's to or some but other celebrity, you know. So she would misspell their name and mm -hmm. throughout the interview get the name wrong. So you know that that sort of uh, edgy, sarcastic, biting drag queen humor. Dame Edna was definitely a pioneer, and I guess it turns out that you know Barry Humphreys like. Coco Peru or uh, Lady Maga <laughs> didn't think of her uh, drag persona as a drag queen, but as a comedic character. Mm -hmm. Well, he was one of the straight drag queens of the world. Heterosexual. Supposedly. Yeah. Like Milton Berle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and in Puerto Rican television, the 1980s was filled with uh, comedians and entertainers in drag. And, but, you know, and since then, I think because of the mainstream of drag, we're more associated with LGBT culture, mm -hmm. but drags, you know, belong to everybody and been around forever. For sure. And they say he got started in it because he wrote this uh, iconic character for a friend, but she was sick and couldn't play it. And so he was just like, I'm going to do it. And people just absolutely loved it. Yeah. But yeah. I'm sorry, if you play a woman for 40 years, there's a little T in there somewhere. Yeah, there's a little <laughs> bit of LGBT in you and me. Especially Damon. Mm -hmm. Although people, um, you know, uh, people do take umbrage with him because he did talk about disparagingly about the trans community. I think it was 2016 yeah. saying that like doing stuff to your body is like mutilation, that kind of thing. Uh, he did distance himself from those comments and tried to like uh, blame an intern for, <laughs> for it. But, you know, you'll see uh, it's got, it's not like of the same ilk of like J.K. Rowling or even Richard O'Brien from who wrote. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Who's trans like, themselves. Who said things just like, well, you can you can live your life as a woman, but you'll never truly be one. You know, because, you know, again, it's focused on the genitalia, not like what your brain is. Well, right? this is the thing, the, the issue I have with all these like old school uh, people who reject the modern voices or ideas that come from LGBT mm -hmm. people and youth especially they're like, they don't think of it as serious. They don't think as real. They dismiss it. And I was like, I do you not remember what life was like for you when you were 18 years old or in your 20s and yeah. people criticize what you did as not being real or not being yeah. serious? And I'm like, this is the same. This criticism is attacking, you know, men, trans men or trans women or non-binary people is not being real in their gender. It's uh, attacking bodybuilding as a sport is not a real sport. Um, a lot of like, you know, cultures or ideas, real. they conservative viewpoints tend to be very fear oriented and they love to attack things as not being real. Well, yeah. And they use like crazy excuses. Like they invent this idea of like, natural law well natural law we had a guy on the show uh, john corvino try and explain this i'm like why are they always talking about this natural law thing and he's like it's philosophical bullshit it's basically saying things are the way they are because that's the way things are and that's the only way it's ever going to be so it's a, it's an easy argument for people to say like this is how it is that's how it's always going to be and then like 
end of discussion. But they well, have no, no knowledge of biology. Like if right. you look, if you talk to anybody who does, do you know what a karyotype is? Yes. So it's not carrot cake. No. <laughs> a karyotype is when they actually take your blood cells and wait for it to start splitting and then take a picture, like a photograph of the DNA inside your cell. And they organize it by cutting it out with a pair of scissors, or now that's probably done more sophisticated. We had to do this in biology class in high school. And you can see your DNA, your, your pairs of chromosomes. And, you know, traditionally conservatives think that men are XY, Mm -hmm. And the, the sex chromosomes and women are XX. Yes. But in reality, chromosomes come in all kinds of shapes and flavors and combinations. Ten, they tend to be XY or XX, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of women who are XY chromosomes. So they, on the surface, they look like men, but they actually have children. They're able to breed and have children. And isn't there like triple X? And there's triple X. I had a friend of mine yeah, who, actually, who was actually uh, had X, he was XXY. They were XXY and they were legally and biologically intersex. They were born with um, ovaries, but a penis. Mm. And so I had to get the ovaries removed because they were cancerous and had to do testosterone replacement therapy to present as male in, in their lives. So this idea that gender is this like uh, you know, light switch that can go up or down is not realistic. Mm -hmm. And a lot of geneticists and biologists say when it comes to gender and biology, we're just scratching the surface. Mm -hmm. We don't really know no. a lot of these mechanisms that make people who mm -hmm. they are. Yeah. And even the XYs, if you even just take those XYs, what about all the other chromosomes? Maybe there's other chromosomes out there that just totally like make the idea of X and Y just obsolete. You however, know? Yeah. however, Science and facts mean nothing to mm -hmm. a bigot. No, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> and so if, and this is what I say, because I just got interviewed about this. Uh, mm -hmm. Somebody was asking me about, you know, what do you make of people's response? And like, for example, non-binary as nonsense. And I said, so what if it's nonsense? People thought about all, all our identities and all our desires and hopes and dreams as nonsense too. They thought about marriage equality as nonsense. Let people dream. The mm -hmm. job of children is to play. The job of youth is to play and challenge the established notions. And the, uh, the job of uh, adults is to um, set boundaries. And so if we can listen to youth and, 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 and meet them where they're at and say, you know what? If you want to be called she, the, they, whatever pronouns you want to do, respect people. Give them what they want. Let them have their fun. It doesn't cost you anything no. to be kind and compassionate to another human being. In fact, it actually benefits you and it benefits your health, your mental wellness. And spring is in the air, yeah. honey. When you accept Celebrate people, life. When, when you accept people where they are, it's, yeah. it's healthier for you. Yeah. That's definitely for sure. And it, instead you're fighting with people, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I mean, think about Tucker Carlson, and Don Lemon. They're starting their only fans now. <laughs> it's called cross fired. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be good. Who, who got fired game. first? Tucker Carlson? It was Tucker Carlson, then Don Lemon. Then Don Lemon. Did yeah. you think that CNN fired Don Lemon? Cause they're like, now's the time. Cause everybody's going to be focused on Tucker Carlson. I don't know. Um, you know, CNN got bought out by a conservative news organization. Oh. So, you know, this idea that CNN and Fox News mm -hmm. are sort of like polar opposites, mm -hmm. they're not. Well, and Tucker Carlson, you know. that people are all saying that, you know, he, he got fired because of all the outrageous things, not because of the outrageous things they did, but because of the Dominion lawsuit. And there's another lawsuit from another uh, voting machine yeah. company that's coming along the line, too. So I think that uh, they want to distance himself from that. But what also is interesting about his firing is, is that his executive producer was also fired, and his executive producer, Justin Wells, is a gay man. And so all that anti-trans stuff, him saying that the Club Q people had it coming because they were putting on a drag show, uh, calling gay people groomers, all those things, that's backed by a gay man. A Yikes. gay man is, was producing that show. And it's just kind of like, God, some of, you know, some of the world's most terrible people are queer. Yeah, the call is always coming from inside <laughs> the house. You know, self-hating, self-loathing, I'm going to get mine and screw the rest kind of people. It's just, it's so disgusting. Yeah. So he's out of a job too, thankfully. What have we learned from horror films? Mm -hmm. The villain is somebody you know. 
<laughs> the call is coming from inside the house. Jamie Lee Curtis, the Michael Myers is, is somebody you know. Mm. You know, in Scream, the Scream franchise is always one of those kids that was up to it. Shaggy did it, right? They're Shaggy, doing Shaggy was one of them. Sha they're bringing uh, Scream back. Also, they just had. I just saw Scream Six in the movie theater a couple weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> I told you I I've been saw busy. It. Sorry, dealing with cancer. That's my excuse now. Mm -hmm. Cancer. Sorry, move up, move out of the way. Got cancer. <laughs> yeah, and they're doing. Uh, they're also rebooting uh, Grease. No. Yeah, the rise of the Pink Ladies. Oh, that's a TV show. Yeah, so it's a it's reboot. On TV yeah, now, isn't you it? can watch it now and stuff. I started looking at it and I was just like, Is it a musical? It's it's a, it, there's it's like Glee. Oh, but not. As awful, hopefully. Listen, I love Glee season one. <laughs> I did. Even season two was okay, but after that, mm. So Rise of the Pink Ladies, it, you know, uh, Rydale High mm. has now, you know, uh, non-binary students mm -hmm. and uh, racially diverse mm -hmm. students. Uh, you know, the original Greece did not have that element no. to it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of like, you know, they're actually talking about integration, um, which is really interesting. And so... It's sort of bringing a modern look at those characters, the Rydalverse, because mm -hmm. there's there's several Grease movies. Yeah, yeah. Is there's Grease and the, with the Living in John and John Travolta, mm -hmm. and there's Grease Two with Michelle Pfeiffer and Maxwell Caulfield. Well, and also the original the original play musical, which yeah. was supposedly based here in Chicago, and is a much dirtier, raunchier version of the movie they offered the role of sandy to marie osman and she looked one of the uh, script and she's like i can't do this when it was being turned into a film when it was being turned into a film she's okay. like so she turned it down she's like i can't do this and so um you know and then when she saw the movie she's like wow they really tamed that down she's like i this is the movie i could have done you well know, but didn't i tell you this i've been listening to the score like i've been kind of <clears throat> losing myself in the rydell verse um and i have it's to say you're obsessed with the principal I love the principal. <laughs> students, students. <laughs> doom, doom, doom. If you can't be an athletic, join an athlete, at least be an athletic supporter. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know who she is, but, you know, whenever I try to do like a, a you know, a Kate, before Caitlyn Jenner came along, I used to have to do a conservative trans woman character. Mm -hmm. And I used to think about her voice as the, <laughs> she strikes me as the kind of a trans character quality to her you know and um in the rydell verse you know i have to say like olivia noon john and john travolta if you listen to the original broadway recording of greece and then what they did into that motion picture soundtrack is anything short of a miracle mm. and the uh olivia and john at, at that time it became the number one box office hit for musicals in Hollywood film ever, ever. And it was such a huge hit that it, it helped to finance the number one worst Hollywood musical ever. Xanadu mm. also starring Livia Newton, John, the best and the worst, the best and the worst. She, and, and the, and the, and she said, Olivia and John said, I know that Xanadu, everybody thinks of it as a failure, but that's where I met my husband. Aww. Well, she's divorced him since, but, you know, before she died and she had her daughter and she says that her daughter was the best thing to come out from that film. Oh, that's wonderful. So the principal is Eve Arden, who's a Eve famous Arden, artist. Yeah. Yes, and she was yeah. in Mildred Pierce, Our Miss Brooks. Those were, that was a TV show. So Students, please, please calm down. <laughs> oh, I'm so, yeah, I just love it. They really should give her. And so, you know, who's playing her in the Rise of the Pink Ladies? Who? Is that comedian that uh, came on the show and tortured us. Uh, what was her name? Uh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Oh, the one from Adam's yes, Family Musical? Yeah, Adam's Family Musical Lady. Jackie Hoffman. Jackie Hoffman. <laughs> she didn't torture. She, it was, she, she had, was so mean. She, she, she was just, <laughs> listen, she was stuck in a shitty show. She didn't want to tell us. That she couldn't come out and she say, hated this is musical. a shitty show. Oh my but God. she kind of let us know it was a shitty show by you know saying it was not a shitty she show. She was mad about it she all. Was mad, she was mad about that show. But you know what she did? She took um, yeah. a shitty show. And on Monday nights when the, night, when the, <laughs> when the shows were closed, she, was, she didn't perform on Broadway. She had her own one-woman show for the whole run. 
And it was sold out because Jackie had performed in Chicago for a long time. And she's so, a comedy and, legend. And people loved her and she's delightful and she's wonderful on um, Only Murders in the Building. She's a, I mean, a genius. But now I'm going to have to watch it. I know. But the thing about it is she came in here and she was just so vicious and so mean. And she's like <laughs> cursing us out. Like, and, and we'd be like, so what's it like? You know, uh, how did you get prepared for this? I have to go back and listen and to that show. And she's just like, fuck this shit. Blah, 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 blah. She was just like cussing at us. She was mad that we gave her a glass of water to drink. And espresso. And an espresso. Or coffee. A coffee. And then she had to go pee. And then she had to pee and she was mad about it. She's Jewish. She's going to complain. She was kvetching, honey. Yes. Hardcore. So Mm. afterwards, we're like, looked at her publicist and was like, yo, us. But I think that the show that actually made it to New York, they changed at least uh, some of it. But I mean, it had major fundamental flaws that you're just like, how did this get written? How did this get, how did this get backed? You know, know. this is wild. Grease two, the film, if you haven't seen it yet, has tab Hunter playing a heterosexual male. That was after doing polyester. Polyester. Mm -hmm. And at that time people thought he was gay, Mm. even though he wasn't out Mm. because he would code star with divine Mm. in that movie. And uh, he plays the heart, heartthrob in polyester. And he plays the nerdy, professor who gets seduced by Connie Stevens in Greece too. And also it's Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, singing pretty well. Some songs that are hold still hold, you know, cool rider. I want a cool rider, a cool, 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 so cool rider. And I'll be your girl for all seasons. But the real star is Maxwell Caulfield's beautiful face. Well, you know, he was just like uh, found walking around the village in New York City. He was an actor and he said he was wearing some kind of um, basically a fed, I think, leather pants and a tank top and did some kind of performance in the East Village. And some producers saw him and she was just like, you are a star. You are it. Yes. He's, I mean, I got to tell you, he looks hot as fuck. And the weirdest thing about it is hmm. his character's last name. He's a Carrington. He's a Carrington. From Dynasty. And then he went What? And then he went on to be on the Colbys and he married a Carrington. And he Dynasty. Was a, but he was a Colby. Yes. He wasn't a Carrington, but he married a Carrington. But do you think like they cast him because they were like, well, he was a Carrington in Greece too? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I, I gotta say he's gorgeous, but he cannot sing. And and that at that point in time, they didn't have auto-tune. Mm. So he's like I'll be there for you. <laughs> oh, really? Why did yeah. he? They didn't you think can still listen to it. You go on uh, Spotify or Apple Music and you can listen to it or mm. YouTube and, and listen to him singing. And you're just like, damn. You know, I, I mean, of all the people who sang on mm-hmm. Dynasty, mm-hmm. I think it's Joan Collins and Maxwell Caulfield. <laughs> well, he didn't sing on Dynasty. No, but he should have because that would have been great. So yeah. we still don't know why Don Lemon got fired, right? I mean, there was talk about misogyny and, and whatnot, and he did have a primetime show, and they moved him to a morning show, and I think there was talk that he didn't get along with the lady, the women he worked with. Well, it was a, you know, this is the weird thing I've noticed with morning uh, topic discussion is that it's really still geared to housewives, mm. you know, like The View or the the Real Talk or this or that. And so whenever they have men on the show, it tends to be like the gay best friend kind of thing. And Don Lemon's like, who are these? <laughs> who are these hoes? I'm sick of these. You know, <laughs> he was like so sexist and and saying like things like just it didn't make sense. Like if you just looked at, you know, because everybody this is a common feeling that people have that politicians at a certain age should just retire. Mm-hmm. And he was like trying to defend them. And, and the biggest problem is uh, Diane Feinstein in California she will not let go of that position. And she was getting in the way of president Biden appointing judges because she's on the judges panel. And she was like dealing with a case of shingles. And so she couldn't show up for work to vote, to put judges in mm-hmm. their job. And so, you know, they, they basically got her off the committee, but she's still basically not letting somebody actually be, you know, do the job, do the role. Because she's holding on to it because she's stubborn as hell, you know? P- older people, sometimes they just get fixed on things. They get and fixed and on they it. just can't move beyond it. And like you know, gender. We will all be there someday. <laughs> so, you know, if, if anything, you can inoculate yourself in the future. Just be like, defer it to the wisdom of youth. 
And and um, yeah, and so Don Lemon, I think, was talking about that and, and talking about uh, Nikki Haley Nikki saying Haley. it's just past her prime because women are better in their, you know, everybody knows women are in their prime in their 20s and 30s and 40s. And these women are like, what the hell are you talking about? Well, that's something like your grandma would have said. You know, and and I'm like, I mean, like, I, mean, I guess he talking, was trying to defend yeah. Diane Feinstein, saying that if you're going to be basically setting a, a a window of age for senior politicians, then you could get that targeted against you yourself. Mm -hmm. And the women on the panel were just like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I, I don't. If he was talking yeah. about reproduction or something, I don't know. It was reproduction, just, reproduction. Where does the pollen go? Yeah, that was really nice. I got it. Right? <laughs> and and that's from Greece too, by the okay. way. And and uh, yeah, I don't understand why they like uh, you know Don Lemon. You know, I think he's also. I don't follow his career. I, I do. All I remember is him coming out as gay, and everybody's like, "So what?" I guess, or I don't know. It's just mm. all these newscasters, like they try to pretend like they're progressive. I'm, I'm friends with some of them, you know, I don't want to say who I'm friends with, but I know a few of them that are pretty well known. Um, and you know, cause we, we connect, we're friends. Um, and, and I'm always like listening to them and I'm just like, okay, you know, you tend to, you know, you're, you're not a Republican, but you're, pretty conservative for a Democrat, you know, mm -hmm. um, you're very status quo oriented and you're the kind of person who's going to probably be like silently gagging when you hear a young person saying, uh, I'm non-binary and sapiosexual and, uh, I'm a romantic and here's my flag and has a bunch of shapes and symbols and colors without meaning sense to you, but they're very meaningful to me. And I would like for you to respect them. My pronouns are they, them. But when you're talking about my drag persona, it's zero, zero. <laughs> Let me write all this down. And they're just like, Oh, and it makes him so mad, you know? Mm. And I'm just like, listen, let, let young people have their fun. Mm. You know, let me have my fun. I'm non-binary. You don't yell at me for that. You just go, yeah, right, Fausto. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. like, and I said, I'm not binary when it suits me. And I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay too, you know? Have your fun. Live your life. Because life is short, honey. We, Damon uh, is going to be, be she like. She was 89, Fausto. She, she that's what I'm run. saying. 89 goes real fast. It does. You know, especially when you look like that. <laughs> Goodbye, possums. So I think it was the yeah. last week or the week before the attorney general for Missouri. And we, we've been following kind of Missouri because of uh, there was that that case about that trans clinic. And they had the quote unquote whistleblower who said that they witnessed all sorts of like shenanigans going on. It's uh, since uh, that article came out, though, parents whose kids go there like we don't even know who this person is. This person had no uh, inkling of what a kind of care I've had for my child or anything mm -hmm. like that. They made out so all sorts of outlandish chain claims about people transing kids and like none of this is happening. It's bullshit. Uh, but you know, of course, the right wing people are going to just jump on this. And this person may have been paid by somebody to come forward and say all this. Uh, we don't know. We don't know what their motivation is. Uh, everybody's worried about the kids. So, you know, I think the parents uh, know what's, you know, often know what's best for the kids. And sometimes they don't know what's best for their kids. But the kids will probably have a feeling if they're trans or not and the kind of care that they should have. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot of research done on it, but there is a good amount of research. And we know that affirming kids I gender identity is important, whether they have any kind of medical intervention, whether it's puberty blockers or hormone therapies. A lot of these kids, they just want to present as they want to present and not have that question. And so the Missouri um, attorney general put out a form. People call it a snitch form. Uh, they call it a tip line for complaints and concerns about gender affirming care. And I was like, oh, this is not going to go over well at all. It's not going to go over well at all. And of course, it was crashed. It got crashed because everybody just started posting all sorts of nonsense. They span it with like the B movie script uh, <laughs> and all, all sorts Plan of stuff. Plan nine from yeah. outer space. <laughs> all sorts of things. Yeah. And so um, the press secretary for the uh, for the attorney general said that rather than standing on their supposed science to back up their facts, they're resorting to trying to hack our system to silence victims of the exact network we're attempting to expose. In order to ensure the integrity of the government website, the page is temporarily down while we investigate these matters. I'm like, honey, you're not using science either. This is why we can't have nice things. 
Shame on you. <laughs> but I love that they crash. They, I knew it would yeah. crash. I shared it. I was just like, hmm, interesting. They, they should have posted uh, the, the yeah, pla- mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of people don't know that Rocky Horror Picture Show was actually like influenced by Plan 9 from Outer Space. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of the themes, plots, ideas mm-hmm. from that one was the other one. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I was watching uh, um, interviews with Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and she was See? talking, if she ever made a movie, it would be a little bit like Rocky Horror or Plan 9 from Outer Space. And then she made Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Well, there you go. Where she makes her now infamous joke. You know, how's your head? <clears throat> Mark, how's your head? <laughs> I haven't gotten any complaints. Yay. Yay. A few complaints. <laughs> They're like, it's so toothy. <laughs> uh, Martha Stewart is uh, in the news for being amazing. She's, she's my, uh, I, you know, like if, if people talk like who inspires you, I, I would say Martha Stewart's one of the people that's, uh, and, and family and friends that are, aligned with her idea of building culture and homes and relationships mm-hmm. through food and design and fashion and so on and so forth. She wrote, and I've always felt like this is like, you know, all news media, mostly news media is right wing. All social media is right wing. And if spam makes them money, spam is going to be for what's served for dinner. Mm-hmm. And it gets in the way. Like uh, we, Right now on the Facebook group for Feast of Fun, Friends mm-hmm. of the Show, every day, three or four posts on like, you know, just these, uh, I don't know where to describe them, like European or Russian or um, Asian, you know, um, TikTok videos that make money and they're sharing them. They're like, isn't this funny? And it's clearly like spam. And I block and block and ban and ban and ban mm-hmm. them. And they just keep coming and coming and coming. Meanwhile, Aaron Curtis was asking me, "What is a, a, a what what kind of underwear should I wear for a you know for, for all these photos where he's in his underwear?" Mm-hmm. And I posted a photo of of a model from a J.C. catalog. There's no hey, I used to masturbate. I used to, that. to masturbate those, but this one was very very generic. No penis outline, nothing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "This is pornographic." And I've been uh, shadow banned for a month. So Facebook is okay with these spammers, spam bots, just obliterating anything. Mm-hmm. And, and me, you know, being kept from you who want to see the content that I make and hear what I have to say. And that's the beautiful thing about podcasting is that, you know, podcasting, as long as you're subscribed to the show, you're going to get the show. You're going to hear what we have mm-hmm. to say and vice versa. Martha Stewart, she's about had it. And so she said uh, on Instagram today, it's time for Instagram, Facebook management to curtail the rampant influx of spam that appears on so many personal posts. I cannot believe that management is unaware of this invasive nuisance. It's just making the posting of original and lovely content very problematical. Please, Instagram, take care of this. Meta owes its users an apology. And when Martha Stewart says you messed up. You messed up. You got. Because she knows. She's been to prison, honey. She knows how to make a shiv out of a piece of saran wrap. <laughs> and, she, and she knows rich and powerful people who mm. adore her. So don't piss off Martha Stewart, Facebook. No. She's been in jail. She, she knows how to make a shiv. Yeah. Out of saran wrap. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. It's like, it, that, that's the thing about it is, it's like, it feels like the whole world is kind of like upside down right now. You know, it's like some dear friends of ours have uh, passed away being facing this enormous uh, medical bill. That's just like terrifying. Um, you know, seeing the price of everyday goods like eggs the price, you know, I feel like the the rent is too damn high. I feel like the guy was like, the e- price of eggs is too damn high. Mm. You talk to anybody on the street, ask about the price of eggs, and they'll go into a ten minute rant. They sound like Lady Bunny. I saw eggs for a dollar ninety nine a dozen. That's amazing. Did you buy like as many as you could? I didn't. I was just driving by. I went to the. I was at the grocery store because I work out work in the in, the, in a rich suburb of Chicago, and. I saw that they had eggs, $1.99 for a dozen. 
and giant sign, you know, and I, and, but in a tiny, tiny print, it said limit two. And so the price of the eggs was five ninety nine, if it wasn't on sale. So what they're hoping at the grocery store that they're doing is that you buy, you know, five or six of these dozen eggs and they charge you the full price for the other four. And then you don't catch it. Mm. So at the end of the thing, I, I said, ma'am, this is supposed to be $1.99 each. And she looked at me like I, and I, like I had super inconvenienced her. And so she had to return my money and go through this whole process, you know? And I was like, there were people behind me in the line. They were just like, Ugh. and I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? You know, I'm not paying $4.99 for a dozen eggs. $5.99. It was crazy. It was so expensive. Ridiculous. And I was just like, like, you know, grocery stores, when you betray public trust like that by doing that kind of shenanigans, it just makes people not trust you. You know, it's, and if you're running a business and you're pulling those kind of pranks on your, on your customers, they're not going to trust you. They're not going to feel that you're a trustworthy in a business to rely on. Sometimes they're the only game in town. So it's your stuff. They have a monopoly. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so it's, it's a, it's a serious, I don't know where this is going. And, and to me, it's like, uh, I talking to you guys, the listeners on across social media. And some of you guys say that these, uh, you know, wealthy oligarchs and corporations, they've bit too much and they don't know. They're kind of like the dog that caught the car, you know, when it comes to abortion, for example, um, Republicans don't really know what to do now that they've sort of effectively stopped abortion in most places in mm -hmm. the country. Um, you know, certainly there's a war and there's going to cost them severely in the next coming elections. But well, it'll be certainly interesting to see what happens if, if there's a revolt yeah. against them um, and everything does become democratic and everything gets reversed. Are they going to still be championing an abortion? Probably. Well, and the, <laughs> is the Supreme Court going to be addressed? Because right now, the the judicial system in the United States is it's broken. Is completely broken, you know. And meanwhile, you see these parents throwing lavish birthday parties for the babies to the tune of fifty thousand or more. That's wild. So you know, like you've heard of bar mitzvahs or quinceañeras, or you know, when a girl comes of age, they throw a big party. Mm -hmm. You, you've worked some. I've of them. worked many of those parties. Yeah, yeah. A lot of bar mitzvahs. A lot of people spend. You know, I mean, you're looking at tens of thousands of dollars for these things. But also, too, you know, it's for them. It's it's a it's a religious ceremony as well. So and you know, it's a time to bring everybody together. And uh, some of these families, they all like outdo each other. They're like, I want this, I want that. So it's, you know, it's DJs. Well, I think the thing that's kind of silly, funny to me or interesting to me, uh, which I didn't know about more mitzvahs because I hadn't been one as a guest, is they get these hype dancers, you know, so they got a DJ and MC and then they bring in dancers, mostly uh, African-Americans, people of color that, you know, get these kids dancing because otherwise the kids would just stand around and not do anything. But they teach them moves. It's really kind of cute. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Exactly. It's kind of like, you know. So Johnny and, and Dirty Dancing would have been black. Basically, uh, not in real not, life and not in that time period, <laughs> <laughs> not in that time period. I don't think, but nowadays, uh, yes, probably. Yes. I had such a big crush on Patrick Swayze. Oh my in that God. Movie. Wasn't he I was like, dance with me, Patrick. But he was like a dance instructor and get people dancing. Yeah. So in some ways it was, it's very similar. Yeah. I used to be a wedding DJ yeah. and, and I used to play, you know, I had the time of my life. And with the bride jump off the stage and, and everybody's like, dude, they, uh, you know, this is, I don't know if this is true now, but bridal parties at, back in the nineties and so they knew dance moves. They knew the chicken dance. They yeah. knew the Macarena. They knew the electric slide. Some of those are still happening. Yeah. And when you played uh like a paradise by the bash dashboard light, like they all had their little regional dances they did. I don't know mm -hmm. if that's true, but so for these bar mitzvahs or these, you know, these events, it's kind of like the warm-up party for the girl's wedding. Mm. And so I can understand why they would spend some money, but this idea of throwing a baby, a $50,000 party, what it sounds like dynasty. It sounds a little bit like, you know, Joan Crawford when she had that party in Mommy <laughs> Dearest for Christina. And like they had like carousels and clowns and uh, she had all those presents. And then the mom's like, you get to pick one. And the rest go to the orphanage. Which that you came from. And if you don't behave, you'll go back to the So what are they spending on these, these uh, for these babies? Like what's the big uh, cost? Hype dancers. No. 
I don't know too much about it, but it was like you know, it's all over the news media right now, and probably like renting like, like elephants and and wild animals and circus performers. You know, all that stuff adds up. Yeah, you you, know? the cotton candy machine. That's a, that's a pricey thing. You know? <laughs> that's probably the cheapest thing. <laughs> I mean, people have like um, you know. Ice cream made on the spot. You can. Like, oh yeah, like the paddle ice cream. Well, no, it's things. ice cream that they make like from cream, like we did when we made ice cream on uh, cooking with drag queens. Which which drag queen was that? That was James Mansfield. That was James. No, no, it wasn't James Mansfield. No. It was uh, um, Erica Clash. Erica Clash, and we yeah. made uh, with that dry ice, right? Well, they do it with like nitrogen uh, gas, and so you can make any kind of flavor and anything like that, and you kind of basically like make it yourself. And some of these people there dressed like scientists helping you make ice cream. It's not. It's not too bad, actually. No. I mean, there's all sorts of things people, crazy things people spend money on for these, you know, uh, bounce, what are those, those uh, bouncy houses. houses. And yeah. I think some kid just murdered another kid in a bouncy house or murdered? something. Murdered? Well, I think they were, they were fighting and he hit him and he died. Oh my God. Like they were kids. It was Jesus. wild. I you know. can't leave kids alone. <laughs> and those things. Yeah. So they're spending all this money, you know, it's like, I, when I was a kid, I always wanted to have my own cotton candy machine. I was um, just like. And so in high school, we rented one. And I was like, stand back. I'm going to run the machine. (laughs) And those things are hard to do. No, they're not. I swear to the professional ones, the big ass thing. They're not hard. Because you don't know. It's kind of like Lucy at the the chocolate factory. If you don't set the the rate that spits out the cotton candy right, Mm -hmm. you just get this giant thing. And you can't roll it up Mm -hmm. in the paper cone fast enough. And it all comes apart. And it's just this mess. You just have to be better at your job. Yeah, well. That's all. You know, in the UK, they call it candy floss. I know. It's terrible. Cotton candy floss, like flossing your teeth. Yeah. Come on. Well, the English are very anti-cotton and always have been because uh, it was um, uh, cotton was uh, something that was produced here in the Americas and they relied on wool. So they didn't they didn't value or respect cotton as a fabric. Well, then call it candy wool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You (laughs) dumbasses. Sorry to all our UK listeners, which there are many of. And they're like. You know, blimey, Fausta's right. We're going to call it now Candy Wool. Candy Wool. Yeah, and, and I just was fascinated with cotton candy as a kid, you know. And, and still to this day, like, I, I'm driving to work and I see, like, the Mexican guy. He's, like, got a stack of cotton candy. And, and mm-hmm. I'm like, who the hell's buying cotton candy from their car on the street? Well, for the kids. Keep the kids quiet. I'm not, a, yeah. like, I like a, a little taste of it, but it's not something you want to eat a lot of. It's, you know, but now they have it fruit no flavored. And they, they, because they make it with um, food coloring and fruit flavor. When I was a kid, it was had flavoring. No, we just had one flavor. It was like usually white sugar or pink sugar, but that was it. No, it was blue or pink, and it was like raspberry or. um, No, not in Puerto Rico, baby. Oh, really? Yeah, it was one kind, Uh, and that was it. So now you got three or four flavors. They have they have green apple cotton candy. Ooh. And I was like, that looks really good. I like green apple uh, Jolly Ranchers. Yeah, for one cooking with drag queens, it was, uh, what was the tall name of that tall drag queen who gave, who she had turkeys in her house. And she gave birth to a baby when she entered the floor on RuPaul's Drag Race. I forgot her name, but we had talked about making a cotton candy wig. With the one her. with kids, the older one. In yeah, Arizona. yeah, yeah, yeah. She she had lost weight. She was a theater design, costume designer. I forgot her name, but I follow her on Facebook. Why am I not? But so I'm now they announced All Stars Eight. All Stars Eight, and like half of our friends are on the show. So I was like, okay, I'll go watch it again. <laughs> James Mansfield, yeah, is he going to yeah. be on it? That's the uh, Hey Shave Chipsters. Monica Beverly Hills, whose real secret is she's not from Beverly Hills. <laughs> the Annihilator. Mm-hmm. You're trying to make the Annihilator thing so Well, because her name is uh, is Monica, Monica De Jesus Anaya. See, si. And I called her the Annihilator. Yeah, and I, I like that. I like that. She likes it. Yeah. We like it. If you guys want to be respectful <laughs> to Monica Beverly Hills and you're going to go to meet and greet. Meet up with her, say, uh, have her sign it as the, the annihilator. Well, let's, let's see how she does. Yeah, she's, have her she's up of- against her rival, Nasha Lopez. Nasha Lopez. So, so Jenner uh, was it Jennifer Lopez, Nasha Lopez, Monica Beverly Hills, and Jade Sotomayor are all kind of came of age and are all used to be close friends. And, and Monica and Jade are still close friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure exactly what happened, but there was like a divide between Nasha and Jade. and Jade. And so Monica got caught in the middle of it mm-hmm. all. 
And I don't know what it is. I asked them both to tell me. It was something about a stolen jacket, wasn't it? it was, I think it was a stolen man. Oh, because these, it? you know, two queens out of drag, they're they're you know good looking men too. Mm-hmm. And they, I've seen the men they fuck, and baby, that is international male quality. <laughs> okay, that's well, you know Instagram stud. You Jade know? does the drag, but also you know does the the OnlyFans too. And yeah. Does Jade have an OnlyFans? I'm pretty know. sure she does, or if she doesn't. She should, but yeah. I mean, she you know she dancing, go go dancing. Nasha Lopez Sexy. ain't no, not hard to look at either. Like you know, serving up trade out of drag. So and Darian Lake is going to be on the show too. She was uh, we did a cooking drag queens with her where we, we made, made Luther uh, burgers. Luther burgers, which is a hamburger on a donut bun God, with a fried was... egg and bacon oh, and cheese. Were the, those are so good. I know, terrible for you. So good. and she was like, after we were done, we was like. You know, I like you guys so much because I would never do this for anybody else. The only one who I don't really know is Jimbo, who was on Canada Drag Race the first season and UK versus the world. She's a very popular drag queen because she's weird and wonderfully weird. Okay. And Lots she's also, uh, you know, that's why I feel like uh, what if, what I, the problem that I've had with RuPaul's Drag Race is that it tends to swing really into the the rich kids with money who are obsessed with the looks we're doing Instagram beauty tutorials and they're pretty like conventional mm-hmm. in their values and presentation. Mm-hmm. And this season of all stars feels more like it's, it's more diverse. It's more people who come from humble origins who have uh, an, a, an appetite for being oddballs mm-hmm. or misfits. Well, and the people that got farthest along in their, yeah. in their original seasons was Darian Lake came in fourth season, and Jimbo also came in fourth. So we'll see. I mean, a lot of, like, Monica B. Hills came in 12th. Kasha, Mrs. Casa Davis came in 11th. So I think, the, uh, and James Manfield was 14th. But I, James has really come a long way and has really beefed up their YouTube and Instagram presence. And so uh, it could be, James could be a serious contender. Yeah, anybody, it's anybody's game. It's not anybody's game. No, you think no. somebody's going to be clear? Well, I mean, I think some of these people that may have placed later or might not fare as well. Heidi but in Closet, who everybody loves. She's so delightful, so cute. She's back on the show. Lala Ree, delightful. Um, there's this girl from New York that I forgot her name, but uh, she's like... Um, She's Alexis cut, Michelle, not and Alexis Michelle, but she, then the other one, the La La Ree, um, Candy Muse, Candy Muse. Oh, you can't, Candy Muse. She's, people say she's real obnoxious. Oh, Candy so. Muse was a runner-up. She drives people crazy. Really? Yeah. And so, <laughs> but I, they love her over World of Wonder. Absolutely love. Well, her. yeah, because she's you know she's a motormouth and she's nuts. You know, so so it's going to be interesting because Candy Muse rubs people the wrong way. And so a lot of these queens that we know them personally Mm -hmm. and we'll, I'll do, I'll do a little bit of content about drag race, but I'm, you know, I, I, I really want to limit my time on that. On that planet, it's got things going on. I got, got other goals, shit. other things like I got that. Other you know? things to do, but and I got to be honest, like some of the fandom is just—it's just so toxic. It's, it's hard. You yeah, know? I don't want to draw attention. And a lot from of these them. fans, they just—they badmouth us to us, and they badmouth us to these queens. They—they they do shit on Reddit. It's just—it's so ugly. And I know, like, it's not the the true fans. Sometimes, well, it might be some of the true fans, but I also know that there's uh, there's a lot of people out there that really want to divide communities. It's some of it is—I know I sound crazy, but it sounds. It's Russian propagandists, people who have ill intentions. There's a lot of factors out there, and they just want to drive wedges between people. Yeah, the, the bad mouthing us—that's just Michelle Visage. Yeah, <laughs> where you know, and, and and part of it is look, it's uh, anything that's on television is going to attract some people who spend too much time watching TV. Yeah, and uh, that's you know, get out and walk children in nature. Yeah, you know, this spring is out there. Mm-hmm. Smell the flowers. Yeah. You know, the, Netflix ended their DVD service, so you ain't not an excuse to stay in the house. You can put this podcast in your portable device, whether that's your iPhone, mm-hmm. iPod, yeah, Android phone, your well, Google phone. Well, it's even phone. like these Redbox things. They're like, how do they, I mean? Do people? I guess people still have DVD players, huh? You can still buy a DVD player, sure, absolutely, okay. and hook it up if it has HDMI outputs. Plug it into your TV I, set. We used to put them in like into my computer, but like now this computer doesn't even have a slot no, for it. We have we do not have a DVD player, and publicists sometimes try to send us a DVD. I'm like, oh my god, digital can you just copy, do? Please copy. do a streaming thing. You know, come mm-hmm. on, people. 
So we'll look forward to uh, how many episodes? Do you think we'll have six seasons or six episodes of Drag Race? What do you mean? Uh, how, how long is All Stars? I think the All Stars are usually shorter. Shorter, yes. yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. It's just the right amount. It's like It'll, candy. It's like gum. <laughs> well, the thing about it, too, is like, you know, the more you do it, the kind of like the cheaper these things get, right? Because yeah. like they can film this and they're filming something right after and then they film something right after that. And it just keeps on going and going and going. And uh, so, you know, I, I'm looking forward to, to seeing them back again. And, you know, a lot of them said, hey, I'll uh, I'll even do your podcast. Oh, isn't that nice? That is nice. And they won't be obnoxious this time. <laughs> Well, well because, you know, it, we've all sort of been through hell and back, you know, it's like drag queens are under attack in this country right now. It's mm -hmm. like trans people are under attack, yeah. you know, and it's like, you know, the whole schism between drag and trans, that's been settled. They're all trans. <laughs> if you're if you're in drag and you're in drag, you know, 80 percent of your time, there's a trans element to your life. Yes. Whether you accept it or not, you think you're a character actor, you, you just sound like Caitlyn Jenner. You're in denial, you know. Caitlyn Jenner's like funding. Now she's got a pack because she's like, she's worried about people transing kids. Oh my God. And kids in sports. So she's really latched onto that bullshit too. Cause like, I mean, she's just such a terrible person. She's just like, I got mine. Everybody else can get theirs. And she acts like she did everything on her own. And like, bitch, you had a lot of help and you had a lot of support from your community. Buckle up, buckaroo. Is that what she says? <laughs> no, that's what the South Park did when they did an episode on uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Um, and she, you know, she, I guess she ran somebody over and she killed someone. She killed somebody. It was a vehicular, uh, manslaughter, homicide, manslaughter. Yeah. So, but she didn't have to do any time for no. that, you know? So it's like, it was an accident. It was an accident. But she was at fault for the accident. So, you know, and I don't know the exact terms or anything like that. So I don't want to uh, falter for that, but, uh, you but know, it's got a mindset of her, you know, uh, recklessness, recklessness, you know? And if you want, you know, this is a very selfish person who's very self-centered and egotistical mm -hmm. and has yeah. unresolved and if, mental if, if she's worried about, you know, kids being um, forced to be trans, open up a trans clinic yourself. Yeah. Get the kids in there. Talk to them. See where they're at. You know, if you're so worried about it. She don't care. She's she doesn't trying, care. She's like Trump. She's trying to get the money oh, and put it in her pocket. Listen, you know? I hate Trump, but I got to say, I, I love his new pack ad against DeSantis and calling him pudding fingers. It's hysterical. Have you seen it? It's, uh, I, I guess, Ron know, just when you thought ready to hate Trump forever and throw him <laughs> out the window, he does something like this and you're like, God damn. It's like, so it's really Ron hard to hate at some point in time, yeah. ate some puddings with like his fingers or something like that. Donald Trump's pack is like, Ron DeSantis is putting his fingers on things he shouldn't even beyond pudding. He's trying to touch your social security. And it's like, oh, wow. Republicans are fighting for social security now. Isn't that amazing? Well, helter skelter, a broken clock yeah. is right twice a day. So, and wild. you know, I, and calling Ron DeSantis putting fingers is basically a nail in his coffin. Mm. I don't think he's going to get very far. No, politically, in terms of being running for president. But God bless Florida, honey, because your problems with the God with the weather, to you know, hurricanes, and uh, I guess Ron DeSantis is in Japan right now. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's like because Mex flights to Mexico were canceled or something. Oh, is there a hurricane coming from Florida? The, the, Florida is in trouble, and Ron DeSantis ain't nowhere to be found. Nah, he's really flew the coop, honey. Just All like right. uh, what's his name uh, from Texas, the senator from Texas, uh, Ted Cruz. Cruz. Yeah, so old Pudding Fingers is uh, in Japan helping himself to some chocolate pudding. Though, how there. do you say pudding in, in Japanese? Pudding. Oh no, in Japanese. Yeah, I don't know. How do you say it in Spanish? Pudding. Pudding. De chocolate. <laughs> What? Dedos? Los dedos de the pudín de chocolate. <laughs> dedos is fingers. So uh, on tomorrow, uh, we're going to have comedian Dan Sass. Cass. Yes. Cass. Dan He's going to bring us Sass. He's going to bring us Cass. Yes. And we're going to feed him some uh, chocolate pudding with our fingers. With our fingers. Yes. Yeah. So you can look forward to the photos of that. <laughs> and we don't have fingers. We can all use other extremities to feed the pudding. <laughs> I don't know if Dan's member would actually fit into a uh, oh, yeah, dong. Dip it. yeah he likes to talk about how big it is yeah that's so. part of his stand-up car yeah. career his comedy small oh you think it's like Probably. if he's talking about how big it is all the time you kind of want to see it don't you i'll ask 
I don't, you know, I'm, I'm too close friends with yeah, him. I don't, don't want to be like, listen, I don't care. show me I'm your dick. I'm not going to be like, show me your dick. I'm, I'm going to be like, hey, do you want to go nude swimming with me? Or, hey, let's, do you want to take a shower? I, my back needs, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. I'm not going to be like, Jesus. hey, just show me your dick. Okay, Louis C.K., Listen, down. we'll talk about that Louis C.K. thing with Dan Cass tomorrow. Oh uh, <laughs> Last time he was on the show, he pissed off. The guest Stephen that was Thrasher. <laughs> Stephen Thrasher. Because he came it. in and be like, yeah, it doesn't matter what, uh, what Louis C.K. said. Because he said it to other comedians. It's not like he was a professional job. Lucy <laughs> was like, uh, I'm out of here. <laughs> you guys tape your podcast. I got to go. I'm like, oh, that's all right. We'll get to the bottom of this. Well, this- listen, we, we want to thank you guys for being there for us and listening to the show 18 years. Um, and certainly, you know, I know... Times are tough right now, and any amount of money that you can help in helping to cover the costs of radiation therapy would be greatly appreciated. I'm going to put the link to the GoFundMe on social media if you can find it. But it's uh, you can and also show notes. end the show notes as well and scroll down and click on it. And if, it, if it's just a dollar, yeah, um, five bucks, whatever. It's uh, it's it amount. That, you know, just says, hey, I'm listening. I believe in what you guys are doing. And thank you so much for providing us with the show for all these years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if not, you probably would just search GoFundMe and Fausto's name. and It'll come up, I'm sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But otherwise, on the show notes, we'll have a link as well. And, you know, I'll post uh, photographs of me with the uh, pretty muscular uh, radiology lady. Oh. I said to her, I was like, is there, is there any truth to, like, you know, radiation building muscle like Bruce Banner and the Hulk? Yeah. And she's like, no. no. What are you, an idiot? <laughs> Listen, I want to thank everybody for listening, and please uh, donate to the GoFundMe so I can keep my husband around for a while. I love you so much, Mark. I love you too. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye.